welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley Wolf. This is one of the. I almost gave a, an episode number for this episode, even though I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, this is one of the episodes of Telling the Tale, the podcast in which we are going to go over every single Telltale game that was released during their activity as a company. Today we'll be covering The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 3, In Harm's Way, originally released May 13th. 2013 uh 14 i have that wrong in my notes it's got to be 14 uh directed by graham ross written by pierre shorette and designed by sean amesworth another amesworth uh thing we're we're getting he's he's doing a lot of them in this era we're getting a lot of them oh also you're here yeah hello (laughs) mitch oh oh, no mitch do you hear that Uh uh-huh we're in harm's way oh we gotta get out of harm's way. Took a drink when you said that. Uh, your name is Dustin Jackson. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thanks for being I on forgot the show. I, I forgot I have amnesia, but thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Uh, Good thing I took all these notes. Yeah. You know, we're, we're like 60-something in, and I'm still workshopping how I introduce you, how the order of things that go in the <laughs> I like that you mix it up every time. I try mixing it up in, in uh, the hopes of finding the golden egg of introducing podcasts, but I'm about to kill this goose because it just never <laughs> works out. Well, I'm glad that our listeners are on the journey with us. Yeah, and I would hope that they just know you. Yeah, I would hope so. By this point, they're like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, I'm. you're as much of a host of the show as I am. I introduce you, but uh, you're not a co-host while I'm a host. We're both hosts. Yeah, I'm glad you do all the work for this podcast, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess me too. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so... Here's a, here's a here's a weird a weird deal about this episode before we get going. I can't wait to hear this. So in the definitive edition of mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, the version that we're playing on Xbox Series X, um once you hover over uh season 2 episode 3 in harm's way, you'll see an image of Clementine with Krista. So I wrote down in my notes Spoiled that Krista's in this uh, episode by the splash screen. Krista is, is not she, in this episode. <laughs> is she in the splash screen? I believe so, yeah. I remember Clementine and Rebecca. No. I mean, I yeah, I know what Rebecca looks like. That wasn't her. Are, are you like 100% sure? No. <laughs> awesome yeah i mean yeah you're probably right <laughs> who's to say but i was pretty <laughs> sure it was krista um because she did not seem uh the same amount of pregnant as i Mitch, know rebecca to be i hate to break it to you i'm looking at it right now it is rebecca and is she pregnant it doesn't show her s- well yeah she is very pregnant because both her and clementine's hands are on her big pregnant baby belly. okay yeah so i got it 100 percent wrong uh, that's okay I think this is a really good way to start a podcast yeah it makes me look better here's something else i tried that didn't work um <laughs> <laughs> i i thought that maybe i would uh start this episode by doing something i wasn't used to doing doing something i hadn't done before and just take Ooh. no notes whoa 
But I got about two minutes in and then started taking notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just become a reflex at this point. It's become somewhat of a reflex. And like, as soon as there was an important uh, quote that I liked and I wanted to keep in my head, I was like, well, I'll just write that down. And then I realized, oh, yeah, that is what notes are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I was actually thinking the same because I watched my roommate Adam play this episode the other day, and then I was playing it again myself. So I I kind of had the thought at first of like, do I need to take notes? But there's just so many like little things that I'm sure I'd forget if I didn't like lines here and there. Yeah. Um. So, how do you want to talk about this episode? There's a lot of stuff that's going on. This is a big. I think this is a big episode. It is. I think this is... It, it makes sense considering I would say in season one, episode three is also the biggest episode. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. think it's the longest, though. Do you think episode four is... It just feels like so well, much no, I stuff mean, happens even in, in this three. season, I think episode two was longer than this. Oh, okay, yeah. Um... This episode really didn't take as much time as I thought it was. I thought I was going to have to message you and say, look, I might need a little extra time. But no, I finished the episode with like an hour to spare. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I was also just playing it earlier this morning, and uh, it, it just went by pretty fast. Less than two hours for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I think episode two took like about two hours. Around there, I would say. So, but why don't why don't we start mm-hmm. by uh, you summing up the episode? Okay, Kum- one of our famous sixty seconds. Kumail Nanjiani is in it. That's true. That's all right. My good whole summary. summary. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> um, I've I've been hearing him in a lot of stuff lately. Uh, I've been watching that show uh, Big Mouth with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. a few friends, and uh, he was just in the episode we were watching last night. So uh, Kumail Nanjiani is a really funny comedian, um, and he's in a lot of, like, I would kind of classify them as nerdcore productions, the same way that Patton Oswalt is in a lot of stuff, but he's also not, like, the biggest movie star, but is still very famous for some reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I totally get what you mean. Although Kumail is now, like, an MCU superhero, so that's not the same uh but but yeah like there there's this weird uh (laughs) subculture of like nerd famous people who are just so famous but like for some reason aren't that second layer of biggest uh celebrity in the world and i'm thinking like felicia day nathan fillion kumail nanjiani Patton oswald that that group you know Mm mm-hmm I don't I I don't I don't think I have a point. I'm just <laughs> I'm, I just think that's it's, interesting. It's just interesting. Cuz they are yeah, definitely also... famous and good at acting. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be movie stars? Why wouldn't you consider them in that same tier as like the Brad Pitts, Bradley Coopers of the world, all the different Brads that there are? Yeah, before I played episode 3 of season 2, the only other thing I had heard him in was uh, Adventure Time. And so oh, I yeah. knew him from that. And as soon as I heard him in this, I was like, that's the guy! <laughs> um, yeah, this was also 2014. I feel like now his stock is considerably higher. Um, but yeah. but even then, he's got a really distinctive voice that uh, the accent with a little bit of the lisp, you don't hear that in a lot of places. It, it's very 
it almost takes me out of it a little bit when I'm playing a game <laughs> where most of these people are like career voice actors and can bend their voice to be uh, different characters and, and really embody the roles more than just themselves. And then this guy comes in and he is Kumail Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just comparing that to like Sam and Max, imagining if a if a famous person at all is in Sam and Max, that would be just wild. Yeah, <laughs> like even if they were only like kind of sort of famous. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and I, I think that puts this at a at a different level already, just right off the bat, than uh, <laughs> the the production <laughs> values maybe of Sam and Max. Definitely, man, that would be crazy hearing like someone you actually know in a Sam and Max game. Okay, okay, let's let's do that. Which <laughs> which famous actor? And I'm not even really talking voice actors. I'm talking like big characters because Kumail Nanjiani is now that um, mm-hmm. would fit the best in the world of Sam and Max. Hmm. Obviously, Chris Pratt. He's got to be in everything. So obviously, he's Max in the in the movie. <laughs> he's Max, and he just sounds like himself still. <laughs> yeah, he he brings no. Uh, he he brings about his average level of Chris Prattiness to him. Hey Sam, I think I'm gonna use a gun. All right, Chris <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> All right, you just you go do whatever you feel is best. <laughs> Maybe it's got to be someone who's like. Uh, kind of washed up who is a very obvious star but you haven't seen him in a while oh that mm. you know who i was gonna say but is like the biggest cheat in the world just because it's so obvious sure is getting patrick warburton as sal oh yeah okay yeah i mean that's yeah that one's just that just is his character yeah um i'm trying to think of like rosie o'donnell (laughs) <laughs> oh man who would she play a, a new character a new character i think this person yeah. has to be a new character yeah i agree uh she plays um queen of the roaches i think i think roaches are covered <laughs> oh right i think roaches are kind of kind of square i went away. i went from one roach to right to another yeah. roach. Yeah, maybe she's a... Uh, I, I have this fixation on a character, and I just don't know why this hasn't happened in any kind of media that I've seen. A character that is one of those used car lot inflatable wibbly-wobbly guys. <laughs> they they are the inflatable, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I incorporated one of those characters into our D&D campaign. Uh, just right, I I think more it. people should use those as like sentient <laughs> little balloon guys with air escaping from their head. I agree, they're already kind of a being. Like, they usually have a face. Yeah, and Rosie O'Donnell is one now. In Sam yeah, she Max also has a four. face. <laughs> I'm down, I'm all for it. We we gotta pitch this and make it happen. Okay. Uh, Remember oh, when she was in Tarzan? Yeah, I was thinking about her in Tarzan mostly. <laughs> that was most of what I was thinking about. You know who I'm gonna say, and I have no role for her. But Alicia Silverstone. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She used to be in a lot, and now she's not. Um, who who does she play? Um, Probably Queen of the Roaches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dustin can't think of other things, so I guess we're moving on. 
maybe maybe Conan O'Brien, like just. Uh... Ooh, that'd be great. I feel like his he'd fit in since uh, you know mm-hmm. he's one of them comedy guys. He makes a laugh. Yeah, I guess I'm defaulting to uh, talk show people: Rosie O'Donnell, Conan O'Brien. Hmm. I guess that would be the right tier. People that are like they're celebrities, but it's not like they're in movies or anything. Yeah, you clearly know who they are. They're they're very famous for other things. Stephen Colbert could do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Stephen Colbert would be a good one for Sam and Max. Stephen Colbert could be uh, an associate of Super Bowls, uh, just uh, like an FBI Secret Service kind of guy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he maybe he would lean a little bit more on the Colbert rapport voice than he would on his real voice. Um. Yeah, give people what they want to hear. Yeah, give them a little of the juicy goose. Man, Mitchell, Sarita is so hot. What? <laughs> Sarita in this in this season of Sam and Max. Yeah. Or Walking Dead, not Sam and Max. She's so hot. You had hot. my brain on. Yeah, she's very attractive. <laughs> Why did you bring... <laughs> Why didn't you bring that up? <laughs> I wanted I wanted to say it, but I kept forgetting. And then I was thinking it the whole time Adam was playing the episodes. And I was like, I got to remember to say it this time. All right. Do you want to... That's like my first... That's my first note. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to expand on, on the feelings that you have? She's just an attractive character and she's real nice. Yeah. That's I... <laughs> it. She's not really much of a character. She doesn't do much, but I, I, I like her. I'm kind of taken aback. You've never objectified our characters so prominently on the <laughs> podcast before. Well, you know, I'm just giving her a compliment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't even I don't even know how to move forward. I just I just want to so, hear you keep talking about that. So, okay. Tell me about yeah, your I, feelings. Don't describe her. T- tell me about how you feel in this moment. Um I mean, that's it. I just wanted to get it out. I just needed to get it off my chest. Well, um... I needed everyone to know. Are you referring... I, I, do you think you're referring to her voice or or art or actions or, or what are you talking about? All of them. She's uh, sweet. I like her accent. And she's very... She's just an attract... I think she's probably the most attractive character in The Walking Dead. I hope it works out between you. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for a number of reasons. Yeah, let's actually talk about this episode because I think yeah, I think we're maybe deeper in the weeds than we have potentially ever been. <laughs> uh, so, all right, The Walking Dead, season two, episode three, in harm's way, the whole gang that survived the uh, the the ski lodge uh, scenario with Carver coming in and killing Walter, and depending on how you played the game, potentially other people. Hmm. Uh, but I believe in both of our cases, he only killed Walter. Yeah, I'm not, I I don't even exactly remember how he kills Alvin. Not that I want him to. Alvin's awesome. He's probably like one of the most likable people in this group, if not the most likable. So it kind of sucks that he is not here for a lot of this episode. Yeah, uh, I guess spoilers for later in this episode in my version of the episode at least possibly all the time but i don't know uh alvin does die in here yeah if he didn't die in episode two he he dies here there's no way out of it 
No. Okay. It seemed like there was maybe some wiggle room, but I would also believe that that's static. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So who's in the gang at this point? It's Kenny and Sarita, who you just love. Um, yeah, but I'm not gonna like you know. I'm not gonna try to get with her. Kenny, she's a she's spoken for. I'll just admire her from afar. All right. I mean, <laughs> what if she listens to the show though? That's I don't think she's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you, <laughs> Kenny, Sarita, Clementine's there too. Uh, Sarah, Carlos, Clementine, Rebecca. Am Possibly I... Nick. Oh, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't blame you for forgetting about Nick. <laughs> so those are the seven uh, people that are being carted away by Carver and his people. And his people in this case includes Bonnie, which we know from 400 Days. Mm-hmm. And Carver is just very interested in getting everyone back into uh, the society that he's trying to rule over in this abandoned uh it's it's like a Walmart, like a big box store. It's um a Costco. How's hardware? I think it's it's like a hardware place. Is it just a hardware place? Uh, no, mm, I I think that specific area that like the big area is meant to be like a hardware place, but it it's kind of like a shopping center because there's like a comic place, yeah, uh, other such places. Yeah, it, it uh, seems like a, a like a mall, like a, just a larger yeah. mall. Something to um, bring up is that Luke is not in the group. He managed to get away. And so uh, some people are like, ah, Luke's going to help us. And some people are like, ah, Luke's leaving. Yeah. uh, So I don't remember Luke getting away, but I believe that it happened. Yeah, because he went out with Kenny uh, during Carver's attack. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, but Clem and Kenny went back in. They surrendered. And so Luke was just still out there. Uh, yeah, and, and Carlos and Rebecca, they were both saying, like, oh, Luke's definitely going to come for us. And then Kenny was saying, uh, Luke's definitely not coming for us, which is, I thought, interesting from Kenny's perspective, because why would he know? Like, yeah. he, he doesn't know Luke at all. Uh, he, he just <laughs> doesn't believe in him, which is fine. He just decided Luke is a piece of shit. Yeah, weird gut reaction from Kenny, but I guess that's his thing, kind of. That's that's what we can He's expect very impulsive. at this point. Yeah. Uh, so they're all brought in and they're all told to sleep outside in the uh, basically what is uh, it looks like a gardening center attached to a target or something. But mm-hmm. it's uh, a prison now. This is where the prisoners sleep outside in this uh, section. And they meet a few people, one of which is Reggie, who is Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, Reggie. He only has one arm. He only has one arm because it was uh it was bit by a walker in a walker attack and then they cut it off real fast. And I think this is the first time we've seen an amputation work. Mhm. Well, so I kind of have some thoughts on this. Okay. Uh I don't I don't know if you felt the same, but on, to me, it sounded like that there might be more to it, because the way Reggie was describing it, it sounded like even he wasn't, like, 100%, like, convinced that's how it went down. Because, like, Kenny's talking to him about it, and he's kind of, 
he, he sounds a little dodgy. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, Walker just kind of came up behind me, and I guess I wasn't uh, paying attention. Is that... Do you have extra information on this from future episodes? No, they they never go into this or anything, but okay. I I the way I always took it was I feel like that is a lie and Carver just chopped his arm off to make an example of him. Because remember, he was he helped the others escape. Yeah. Uh beforehand and he had both arms then. Sarah says uh this happened after they left because he had both his arms before. So I feel like it could have just been Carver. Well, n- no, that's not right. I forgot. He goes into detail. He says, Mike is the one who chopped off his arm. Mike is another character we meet in the yard. Um, Mike chops his arm off real fast. And he says it seems like Mike has done this before. Yeah, and it, he also, I believe, at, at some point referred to Troy, who is one of the guards who sucks. Um, I fucking yeah. He he's a very hateable Troy. guy. I adore Troy. <laughs> Everything he says is gold. Um, but he, <laughs> I mean, he sucks. He he's meant to suck, but boy, does he make me laugh. Yeah, he's just sort of like a slimy villain underling kind of guy. Um, one, <laughs> one of my favorite things he says is when uh, everyone it's time for everyone to go to bed and he has his gun and he just comes out and he says alright now everyone go the fuck to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and that's just him every single line he says is that yeah that's he really isn't much of a character um, oh man <laughs> but Reggie says about him that he saved his life uh, yeah so I guess I'm wrong just the way he says it, like the, his tone of voice, it makes it sound like there's more to it than he's letting on. But I guess if he's saying this thing about Mike, then I I guess he's telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could believe there was some like, um, I think there's some wiggle room for what went down with the walkers wasn't completely above board. Maybe Reggie was like pushed into a situation that he wouldn't have been pushed into because Carver was using him as a meat shield or something uh like like there's, mm-hmm. there's room for for nastiness and, and grossness yeah there. it still could have been but I, on purpose yeah i do feel like he was put in a life-threatening situation and he was saved uh yeah because he keeps saying that about the mm-hmm. other people and yeah i, I don't I, know why he would make that part up yeah, I totally missed... This is the first time I heard the part about uh, Mike saving his life. It just never sunk in before, I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah, so so in, in, in um, if we can believe the story, this is an amputation that worked. Um, mm-hmm. Which is probably eye-opening for Clementine, because she said earlier in the season... Uh, when talking about amputations, oh, that never works because yeah. we had to see uh, Lee's whole situation. You know, he still got, he still eventually turned. It did slow down the infection, but uh, as soon as the blood gets through from the bite to the probably the heart and dispersed through the rest of the body, it's kind of over. Yeah. Um, I wonder... If I'm gonna say it probably couldn't have saved Pete when he wanted to chop his leg off because it, it seemed like there was still time that had passed. From the sounds of it, it sounds like it happened like right after the bite here. 
So the way you're talking about Sarita, not the horny bit, but the <laughs> the bit. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but the bit about her not being able to listen to our podcast sort of implies to me that Sarita died in your episode. She did not for me. Oh, no, she did not die. I was saying because she's a fictional character. Oh, okay. That sort of... That's a hard joke to dissect on the fly during a podcast. Yeah, I, I'm really... <laughs> I'm really... In retrospect, I feel like I should have just yes-handed your bit, but I didn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll learn from this and do better next time. Uh, so throughout the episode, we got these characters like Mike, who is a, just a sort of nice helper out kind of guy, who reminds me of when they'd throw in characters like Omid casually at the end of season one, episode three. Uh, and I'm mm. like, oh, I have to care about Omid now? That was sudden. Uh, I mean, like, I'm sure he's going <laughs> to grow into a thing. But for now, I, I kind of was surprised that... We're doing this with more characters. Uh, uh, and, and Jane, who is another one of the prisoners, who is very resourceful, if weird, and uh, teaches the group something that Clementine actually already did, but uh, teaches them that if they smear themselves with walker guts, they won't immediately be seen as walkers. Mm-hmm. That's a big element going forward. Yeah, and uh, I, I think we, we should cut through the sort of middle pieces here but like there's a few things that happen in this uh community that eventually uh lead to an escape of every one of the main characters Mm -hmm. and that is that uh one they find that luke has been hiding out in that comic book store that you were referring to earlier Uh, yeah what a good place to hide out yeah just catch up on some comics there were no, there were none on the shelves. It looked like there were a few, I thought, but that might have just been like posters and stuff. Yeah, there were a lot of posters hung up on the walls, but like I guess people wanted the comics a lot. <laughs> that's where that's where they went first at when the apocalypse broke out. Uh, people got to read, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be my top priority, but I understand the impulse for uh, distracting yourself. If I find out what happens in this next issue, then I can die happy. Mm-hmm. I, I just won't even care. What if they were reading The Walking Dead? Ooh, that would get <laughs> uh, weird. Yeah, that would be strange. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Luke, Luke hangs out there, and part of your like middle-of-the-episode goal is to get a walkie-talkie to Luke so he can spy on the guards. It doesn't work out. Um, the... So so that's like one sort of strand going on here. The other is Alvin has been upstairs in the... Uh... Oh, Alvin was there too. So that's eight people. Um, yeah. Alvin has been upstairs in Carver's office the whole time. He was beat to a pulp and he's like definitely bleeding out, probably dying. Um, near the end of the episode, Clementine needs to go in the uh, office to work with some sound equipment to play music outside to attract the walkers mm-hmm. and uh alvin kind of covers for clementine and gives his life in the process taking a bullet but also shooting the first guy that came in so she can get out of there do you think when carver got was beating up alvin like when he first started he uh he went alvin i do like alvin and the like alvin and the chipmunks so I do. Thank you for bringing that up. 
<laughs> that segues into your next point. That segues into my next point, which is not actually related to that. But the <laughs> uh, the music that was playing, mm-hmm. the store music. Tell me you recognize that tune. Oh, I didn't. What was it? I wasn't it's even Bosco's listening. It's Bosco's store theme. Ooh, that's awesome. Bum, bum, that makes bum, me... Ba-da-ba-bum, the... bum. Yeah. That, like, pisses me off that I didn't realize it. Now I'm upset. Yeah, so, like, as <laughs> Alvin dies a very heroic but, like, stoic death, just sort of bleeding out from a gunshot wound and also a lot of other wounds, uh, slowly on Carver's desk, and faintly in the background, Bosco's music, uh, Bosco's store is, is playing... What a combo. <laughs> yeah, that, that song is great. And the fact that in the Walking Dead universe, that song is uh, canonically used for <laughs> this store is hilarious to me. That's amazing. I'm After this, I'm going to have to go back and watch that scene again. Yeah, it it can be uh it can be hard to hear cuz it it it's like mixed with uh like realistic in-store speaker static. Uh and they yeah. don't play it that loud. Yeah, plus you're kind of in a situation where you're paying attention to other stuff. <laughs> mhm. Uh it, so that's why I didn't notice. I was just like, "Okay, now I should probably get out of here." It, it <laughs> it's like when they did it in uh The Wolf Among Us with the bar. Uh, how the bar's theme is sometimes an arrangement of Sam and Max's office. Did we talk about that? Yeah. Wow, it's I've already forgotten. Well, I'm sure I noticed at the time. I'll, I'll pick it out for you. the 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 soundtrack to uh, Sam and Max is very special to me. I'll always notice a, a callback to that. Hmm. Uh, it it kind of feels like how uh, Naughty Dog very commonly and uh and frequently references crash bandicoot in their modern stuff even though it's nothing like crash bandicoot um (laughs) just later telltale just uh continuing to reference sam and max all the time is great yeah i love stuff like that i mean that's one of my favorite things about uh rare and their games is just all their little easter eggs to all their other stuff yeah yeah even if they're uh very different tonally they'll, they'll still yeah. put them together and, and uh and stuff like that so bosco's <laughs> bosco's theme played when alvin died um and then also this whole time bonnie is sort of warming up to the fact that maybe carver's a bad guy <laughs> maybe carver's <laughs> been a bad guy this whole time maybe killing both walter and reggie and beating the shit out of Alvin, maybe this guy is not as great as he seemed. Yeah, well, it was Reggie's death that finally got her to turn around on the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, but she was she was just sort of taking it the whole time. Uh, I also realized that the reason that Bonnie is the only one of the 400 Days characters that definitely goes with Octavia, um, it's become a lot more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, all of the other characters from 400 days that show up in this episode and it is this episode where they show up um they show up for like a second and say something to clementine and then just move past it yeah they say something to be like here we are here's our cameo 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, the, the sisters were just sort of around and they're saying, oh, Sarah is crying. Sarah sucks. Sarah sucks because she's crying. <laughs> and then the, like the stoner guy. Uh, yeah. He shows up to be like, you should probably go. Yeah. You should probably go up to see Carver, even though she was already told to see Carver. So it's just like a redundant <laughs> story moment. Um, but like, I guess he got to close those 400 days gaps. So if you remember right, um, I did not play 400 days for this playthrough mm-hmm. for this collection. So if you don't do that, it just randomizes who is here. Interesting. But it seemed, it seems like who was there for me is who I would have had anyway from the last time I played it, which is weird. Which is everyone, right? It was everyone except Russell, I think. I, it's been a long time, but I don't remember seeing him in this. Okay. Episode. Which one was Russell? Uh, he's the kid who was with uh, the guy who picked him up in his truck and was okay. sucked. Um, is he normally in this episode? Because I, I kind of yeah, don't remember seeing him, him either. Yeah, I I assume he would be if he went with you in 400 days. Everyone else was. I was pretty sure I had him. I thought I didn't. Maybe I need to like look back on my save file for 400 days. But I was pretty sure I had him. And who I didn't have was... Uh, Vince, Vince, the the, the prisoner who es- escaped. Yeah. That was my favorite 400 days scene, by the way. I think about that. That was a all good the one. Time the bus scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have been a whole season on its own. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just I think he's like a strong character set up very well. Uh, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't see him in this. Uh, so I had him. He just shows up. Uh, it's when Clementine is stealing the radios, the walkie talkies, and. Uh, Tavia's smoking, and Vince just comes in and and is like, hey, you shouldn't smoke. See ya. Huh. Okay, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, his great, his, that was his big contribution. Yeah, so I didn't have him, I I bet I, maybe I had Russell and I didn't notice it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's, that's who I thought I was missing and I had everyone else, so that makes sense. Because I didn't get that smoking scene. Uh, you know what? I, f- I feel like you could still do a season with uh, Vince just because hi- his story took place at the beginning of the 400 days, like right when the outbreak was starting. Mm-hmm. And then it's 400 days later that he's found. He's like part of the group. So you could just do like a whole story within that time frame. But also, I, I guess it wouldn't be that interesting because you know where it ends up. Yeah. Telltale should. do. Oh, no. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Whoops. Shucks. <laughs> Just thinking about new things Telltale should do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but his his story, maybe if expanded, it would lose a little bit of its punch. Because I just think that bus scene is so strong. That's true. Um, are one of the harder choices, I think, you can make within a, within the world of The Walking Dead. Choosing Definitely. what to do at that bus scene. If you want, If totally you want to know what we're talking about, just go ahead and go back and... Uh, give us some more SEO and listen to the older episodes. Yeah, but finish this one first, then go listen. It's to so it. important that you listen to all the words we say. Uh, just this for, will all be on the test. Just for fame, just for fame purposes, we want to be famous yeah. through this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so eventually, Bonnie 
sort of leads the way for all the prisoners. She, she flips coat and uh, she helps everyone get out. And during that process, uh, eventually Clementine gets the jump on Carver, knocks the gun out of his hands as he was like about to shoot everyone or at least mm-hmm. like detain them further. Um, and Kenny, uh, well, hang on at that point. Um, you have the choice as Clementine to tell Luke what to do. Cause Luke's got him at gunpoint mm-hmm. and you can be like, let him go or, um, tie him up, tie or, him shoot up him. or shoot him. And at this point I'm so done with Carver and I love the idea of like, okay, this in any other story, in a, in a worst told story that's just trying to drag it out, this guy would get away and he'd say, you've not seen the last of me. <laughs> I'll get you next time. I'll bring all the power next time when we fight in the next dawn. Uh, <laughs> but He got away, but we lived to fight another day. And I guess the story goes on. Uh, but no, they, they give you the option to just say, for Clementine to just say, just shoot him. <laughs> uh, which so what did you pick? I told Clementine to tell him to just shoot him. Because this guy yeah, is really I, I, dangerous. Yeah, same. Like, what other option? If you tie him up, then that doesn't stop anything. This is a guy who needs to be stopped right here. Yeah. You've seen what he's done. So when you say just shoot him, Luke freezes and he's like, oh, I don't, that's not my thing. But then Kenny comes in and he's like, okay, I'm good. I'll do it. I'll do, I'll do it. I'll, I'll just do it. Bam. Watch this. Yeah. See? I'm really good at this. Watch me shoot him <laughs> in his legs multiple times. And that doesn't, I won't shoot him in the face. He needs to die slow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and that, that's a really powerful moment, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the way, like, at this point in Clementine's life, I I feel like this is a turning point you can have for her. It depends on how you play her, of course. But um, this is either a moment where you're like, okay, the practical thing is to straight up merc someone. And I'm mm-hmm. more than comfortable doing that if I have to. Yeah. And that's a huge departure from how she was in season one or even earlier this season uh she she might not have been here yet but mm-hmm. now she's like i don't really see you playing obviously you can you you can have clementine do whatever you want but it makes so much sense to me that she would be at this elevated state of maturity and um valuing practicality higher than anything else yeah she knows that carver is a man who needs to be stopped you can't just tie him up and reason with him yeah he's still got a lot of followers uh like troy who have seen everything that he's done and don't seem to not disagree with it so uh mm-hmm. they just have to keep going and she you're given the uh the choice to either stay and watch kenny kill carver or uh you, you can go outside and you don't have to have clementine see it what did you do well, so I've played this before. I have a whole thing to get into about this. I want to know what you did first. I watched, Since this I is watched your first time. Kenny Kill Carver. Oh, man. Yeah. I did not. It's pretty brutal. I did not stay and watch. And I had a whole big argument with my roommates over it. Huh. Okay. Wait, I want to know about that. 
I'll, I'll go into why I did it later, but I want to hear your argument. Okay. So the reason I decided to have Clementine not watch is because what does that prove? I, I don't want... The way I played Clementine is I want her to be tough, but I don't want her to be insane. I don't want her to be someone who wants to watch someone get their face beaten in. Because okay. the thing is, Kenny's going to kill him either way. It You don't need to stay and watch, and I don't feel like... I feel like just knowing he's going to die is enough. I Personally, I don't feel like Clementine gains anything from watching it happen. And I feel like I want my Clementine to have some humanity left. And where the argument came in was uh, both of my roommates say like, oh, well, Clementine has to be tough. She has to grow up. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with watching someone get their face caved <laughs> Um, you're you're not a tough grown up because you want to watch someone die. So I feel I feel pretty strongly that I I don't regret my decision here. Um, <laughs> I mean I get it. Carver sucks. Yeah, uh, but also I I don't know if I buy your roommate's argument necessarily uh, for the reasons that you explained. Toughness is not necessarily about having to do hard things for no reason. Right? Like, it's, yeah, it's doing hard things like, for reasons. Yeah, that that's my point, is you already know Carver's gonna die. I don't... I think Clementine needs to hold on to that last bit of humanity she has. You don't need to be a psycho in this... in, in the zombie apocalypse. You can still choose to walk away and not watch it. Yeah, and I, I guess that kind of comes down to how you view your own role in this story. Are you Clementine? Yeah. Or are you directing Clementine? Because I, I think I wasn't really viewing it as, oh, I need to teach Clementine something. Because I'm trying to think of myself as Clementine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's a bit different than what your roommates are talking about. They might be talking about it like, oh, I'm guiding Clementine. So if she's going to learn something from this, I can help her learn it. Which is not, I. that's not really where I'm coming from. But I, I see... I see how if you were viewing your role in the story as that, it, it would uh, it, it would sort of shake out that way. Um, yeah. My but reason, even then... Or, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you say. Oh, I was just going to say, like, even if it was like, I am Clementine, what would I do? Even then, I don't want to watch a guy get his face destroyed by a... By a crowbar. Okay, that, I would on also. That bit, leave. I maybe disagree. I, I think that's where okay. I, I uh, sort of. You would watch it. Well, I did, and <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I did, and and like I've seen the scene multiple times, and boy, it is very. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at, at, at a certain point, you think Kenny's gonna just shoot him because uh, he shoots him twice in the legs first, and then you get to pick. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, he's got a gun. Let's just you know shoot him in the head or heart and then it'll be for sure um well no because then kenny picks up the crowbar and he's like get out of here yeah yeah it it does change it does change the tone of the moment considerably when he's like oh you know what he's gonna be doing the hard thing (laughs) Um, i'm gonna put effort into this but my reason for having clementine watch uh was that i thought well for one there's a practicality aspect to it um mm-hmm. i noticed that carver has a revolver in his holster mm-hmm. uh so if i'm outside and you know clementine's not the strongest most capable person in the whole world she's still a little girl 
Um, yeah. But if I'm outside, I can't help these other adult characters maybe notice if he's reaching for his gun uh, Wait, during did, this process. Did Carver have his gun? Because yeah. Alvin had his gun. Uh, well, Alvin had the one in his desk, but then he had one in his holster, yeah. a different See, gun. He, he, oh, I, did, I didn't Rebecca even notice takes. he had another gun. Oh, okay. After Kenny uh, sort of mashes his face in, uh, Rebecca takes the gun, <laughs> which you might not see if you don't see them kill uh, Carver. Yeah, I didn't even notice. So on that level, I was thinking, I need to make sure this happens and doesn't go wrong, so I need to stay. But also, so like that's the practical reason. But I still might have mm-hmm. done it, uh, even if not, just because I... I think that at this point, Clementine is interested in seeing a problem be solved. It, uh, <laughs> Carver is a problem for everyone. He puts their life uh, at, in an extreme amount of danger that isn't required to be uh, done continuously again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he might just continue to exist as this problem in, like I, I I know on a cognitive level what you're saying is right. Like Kenny would just do the same stuff whether I was there or not, and he would. Yeah, play. Kenny would just kill him. Carver would die. Carver dies in this episode, no matter how you play it. Um, yeah, but I can I can see like as someone who has not played it before, like your first time going through, I can also see uh, your reasoning for that as well. Yeah, like not no, it's totally possible he could have. Like if you don't know the story going forward. That could be a route it goes down. Yeah, and there's... Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? No. Yeah, I think we talked about that, and I remember that you hadn't. But uh, (laughs) uh, he... In in Game of Thrones, there's this tradition that uh, if the king sentences someone to be executed, he does it himself. Uh, He Mm -hmm. he swings the sword and uh, chops off the head. It has to be him. But, uh, well, depending on which... Which culture in Game of Thrones? The North does that, um, mm-hmm. and there's there's some sort of honor behind like, hey, if I'm making this really tough call and I believe in it, um, I should still be the person to uh, to execute on this thing. And even though Kenny's doing it, um, I earlier, as Clementine did say, just shoot him. So I feel yeah. like there's this. Uh, m- I'm not really thinking about it from the perspective of Clementine at all at this point. I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm I did try to make a call just then, and staying through it is going to be rough. But I feel that maybe there is a moral obligation to um, stick through it through the rough things and, and not be hypocritical about what you're saying versus what you're doing. For that was that yeah. was my take. I can get that. Um... Yeah, it really, to me, it just came down to, uh, I know this guy's gonna die either way. Yeah. I don't feel like Clementine, Clementine knows that Kenny's gonna take care of this problem, but she doesn't need to stay and see it. And I, I I don't know, I don't know if I particularly agree with your argument either, just because with, uh, when Clementine stays to watch... That does not seem to be the tone. It seems more like Clementine is like, oh, I want to see this guy yeah. get the 
absolute like you can hear it in her voice you can see it in her face she's not doing it for practical reasons she's doing it because she wants to see this guy suffer and have his face not be there anymore yeah and uh you know if i uh if i had gone through this episode previously like you had and i saw the the face on clementine like how she reacted to it and i saw just how brutal telltale was willing to make this guy's face look after a few bashes um (laughs) i I would maybe be more conflicted about it because i didn't know exactly how it was going to go down um but yeah i I, I I can feel confident with with what i've chosen for clementine i i respect your reasoning more (laughs) um well, I, I don't know. But seems, we're we're gonna have. It seems like your roommates gonna, like to get in fights often. But well, we're gonna have Andrew on the show pretty soon, so you yeah, know, he can uh, d- defend himself. But that's just what they told me. That in the moment when I was watching Adam play it, uh, that's what they said. So. Yeah, I believe uh, two episodes from now, not next episode, but the one after, Andrew is going to be here with us and talk mm-hmm. through um, primarily the fifth episode. Of The Walking Dead Season 2, but also his takes on the whole thing. So we'll give him his Mm -hmm. date in court. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm excited for it. I like when we have guests on the show. Yeah, we've done it once. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we've done it one time so far. So, hey, it's been fun that one time. (laughs) Let's do it again sometime, maybe. So, uh, end of the episode. I guess we've kind of covered everything from an abstract point. Um, mm-hmm. not specifics yet, but Jane instructs everyone to get all slathered up with zombie guts, and they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Slather them up! It, uh, Alvin is dead at this point, Reggie is dead at this point, Carver is dead at this point, and Troy comes out, and <laughs> uh, Jane shoots him in the leg in order to draw all the zombies to him. Oh, Mitch, she doesn't shoot him in the leg. Oh, I get, yeah, he does. She shoots him in the in the uh air the dick it looked like his thigh to me but then he said no. you shot me in the yeah dick. he says you shot my dick up so when uh <laughs> so when you shoot a guy in, in the thigh and then you accidentally shoot his dick off good on him i guess that's yeah yeah that means it, it traveled quite a bit down the leg i guess um, you know what good comeuppance for troy <laughs> he's a he's like the absolute biggest asshole in the entire episode Mm -hmm. there's just no you do not deal with this guy and so he doesn't he doesn't just get like a poetic death like carver like you know yeah he's the big bad he just gets his dick shot off it's what he deserves he gets his dick shot off in in the middle of jane like tricking him into thinking that she's gonna live his like their lives together (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he's like way bought in and he's into it and like he's forgot about carver in, <laughs> in that moment and then just immediately <laughs> things don't go as well for him they could have gone better and then <laughs> and then after he gets shot he screams and that draws the walkers to him and he gets uh devoured by walkers not his day not his day no not his not quite his uh moment yeah well Maybe you'll get another chance, but probably not. So at first, it seems like it's working. All the walker or all the people are uh, just walking out, but also all the people from the store that maybe don't know Carver's dead yet—they're uh, on the roof and they're shooting yeah. at these walkers. And you look pretty much the same as everyone else. And also, they don't like you, so they're not really <laughs> trying that hard to not hit you. 
Right. Um, and I believe the first casualty is Carlos. Uh, yeah. He shot in the head. How did you? F- well, he shot in the neck. But yeah, sure. he shot he shot in the neck and then uh, he starts getting swarmed by walkers. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't going to live through the neck shot anyway. And then. Yeah. And the, walk- the walkers were just insult to injury a little bit. Yeah. I I feel like when he when the walkers start swarming him, uh, he is thinking, oh, come on. <laughs> this just isn't my day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what I'd give to be Troy right now. Uh, yeah, Carlos had a really rough episode altogether. Um, Carlos, I think, is a rough character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlos was instructed by Carver at, at gunpoint, basically, to slap Sarah, re- his daughter Sarah, really hard in the face in order to punish her for sort of quietly interrupting him. Yeah, she fucking, she flies across the room and pinballs all over the place afterwards. That's not true. (laughs) No, she just sort of gets knocked to the ground. She just falls down. So, uh, yeah, so Carlos is already dealing with the fact that his relationship with his daughter is strained because he had to slap her really hard in the face. Um, That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough for for both of them. That's one of the scenes I remember most in this episode. It's just it just feels like such a uh, standout moment. Yeah, it's it's really rough. Um, so as they're walking through the horde of zombies, uh, you're with Sarah, and Sarah's with Carlos. So when Carlos dies, uh, Sarah can't get a hold of herself, and she starts screaming, and that's not good for anyone. Yeah. Uh, and I was given the option to tell her to get a hold of herself, and I took that, which seems rude <laughs> yeah. in retrospect. But well, like, you the gotta... other options are like the other options are like Sarah, shut up. Yeah, but that's maybe more direct and purposeful than get a hold of yourself. Uh, True. Shut up is like you need to be quiet. Get a hold of yourself <laughs> is you need to get hot. Qu- you need to be quiet, and the reason you're not is because there's a problem with you, which seems <laughs> a little. Well, I know it's true. She does have a problem. Her dad got fucking shot in the neck. Yeah. I would say get a hold of yourself would be the perfect thing to say in this situation. Yeah, yeah. But to say Sarah shut up just sounds like something like, Jesus, come on, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, sh- shut up almost makes it feel like Sarah's going to say why in response. <laughs> like, oh, just the zombies probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably because if you don't, you will die. Did you ever think about that one? So I don't believe anyone else dies necessarily um i mean they're in a rough spot they're not out of the woods of the zombie horde yet it looks like it next episode is going to start in the middle of it um Mm -hmm. but sarita uh does have some stuff happen to her you see it in slow motion and the music gets really serious all of a sudden which is funny because the music playing from right after you watch Carver be be killed, if you watch him, like right mm. during that, to the entire rest of the episode, Bosco's theme is playing in the background. <laughs> perfect. perfect. The perfect music. Yeah. It, it, was, it was hilarious for me. I, I laughed out loud, as the kids say, uh, because I saw Carver's face get bashed in. There was like this quiet moment of reflection. Rebecca took his gun. Kenny walked outside, like, he told Sarita, 
look, don't ask me about it. I don't want to talk about it. And then, <laughs> like, Clementine walks out the door, and then it's just Boss. Do ba ba, do ba 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 ba. Yeah. Anyway, you, you just he, you just think in the back of your head, Sam saying, "Do you have any uh, elephant tranquilizers?" Sarita's <laughs> uh, arm is bit. You see yeah, it happen in slow motion. She's bit right on the wrist. Right on the wrist, which might be good because that's a good distance from the rest of her body, and you can keep walking without an arm. Um, mm-hmm. But you have a decision to make at that moment. You have a your weapon of choice in this moment is like an axe, a little axe. Yeah. Uh, you can either hit the walker's face and, and knock the walker off, or uh, even though you were just using this axe on walkers. So, like, you've got guts and stuff on it. Uh, you can aim it at her arm and cut the, like, at the elbow, almost. Mm-hmm. And cut her arm off. Uh, so, what did you do? I cut her arm off. Okay, okay. What did you do? I killed the walker. Why? What, what's What's that about? Well, you know, we'll get into it next week. No, <laughs> wait. So you're using your your pre knowledge to guide you on that? That feels unfair. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Mitch. We'll get to it next week. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the one situation where I, yeah, I don't know. That's just the way it went down. <laughs> That's not how it went down, though. You you were you were given a gift from the future, uh, in the form of memory. Well, and you well, to it be fair, to, to be to ahead be fair, of your friend a, Mitchell. To be fair, it's a gift from the past because I've already played. Yeah, but it's the future's, it's the past's future, and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, they give you the option. I can pick whichever one I want. So, I guess I'll just go through this decision because you don't yeah. want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, I wanted to cut her arm off because Reggie had just demonstrated to me, maybe for the first time, because I didn't, I don't watch the show, I don't read the the comics, I don't know how frequently you can actually do this and have it work. Um, mm-hmm. But Reggie has demonstrated, maybe for the first time this episode, uh, that if you get it fast enough, and this is definitely fast enough, um, yeah, it's right after it happens. You can bypass a walker infection. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I tried that. I tried to cut off the infection from uh, getting the rest of her body because just killing the walker doesn't stop the fact that he already bit her. So mm-hmm. she she's infected. Uh, yeah. You know, give, I, I think that I'm giving her the best shot. Um. I feel you. I guess maybe not. (laughs) Based on how you're talking to me right now, I guess maybe I fucked up royally. Hmm. Well, next week's going to be a fun episode, I think. (laughs) That's so shitty of you. (laughs) I've never done this with with episodes I've played that you haven't. I know. I know. (laughs) But I... I can't just tell you what happened. I know, it hasn't but also yet. you shouldn't be making decisions like that. <laughs> well, guess what, Mitch? I did. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> this is. I apologize, but that's just the way it went down. I feel like having a fight about this. I feel like raising that's my voice. Okay. No, we don't have to. 
<laughs> I feel betrayed. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> Just no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You... <laughs> uh, let's recap the choices. Uh, I think we're okay. I think we're done. Uh, because I don't want to do a podcast anymore with a cheater. <laughs> so, uh, I did not help Sarah with berries. Oh, that's a big one. Um, yeah. So you get, you get put up with, uh, Sarah and, and Clementine are advised to help Reggie with picking berries from these plants. Mm-hmm. Um, Reggie says, if you see a dead leaf, clip it off. And if you see berries, collect them pretty solid um uh activity except you know for a fact that sarah is pretty rattled this is right after she's been smacked by her dad um and also even if not she's just sort of a kind of distant person who is not necessarily uh the kind of person you would expect to be good at tasks like this um yeah you would you would think maybe all else equal she is likely to mess it up um so you have this option after Reggie says, "Hey man, it's like my, um, it, it 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 this is like I'm on thin ice with Carver. Please just help me get this right, okay?" And you have the option to either work on your own berries and put your head down, or help Sarah with hers. Yeah. Um. So either way, and it's not like two you people did... doing good at berries. So so you did not help. I did not help her, which feels. Maybe the meanest I've played Clementine before, actually. But I uh, I wanted to make sure that I was doing my own berries. That's fair. I, f- I feel like it it does feel mean, but, it, you, you know, it feels like it still feels like the one of the right things to do. Yeah. But the thing is, either way, no matter whether you help her or not, that means a good chunk of these berries do not get done. Okay, so 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 if that's, if you Reggie help, dies either if way. You, yeah, if you help Sarah, then your berries don't get done. But if you don't help, then Sarah's don't get done. Yeah, I guess it's a question of if you help Sarah, you're going slower overall. But if you don't help mm-hmm. Sarah, you're doing it wrong because uh, she cuts off live branches and yeah. uh, you know leaves a lot of the berries uncollected, which kind of ruins them for some reason. <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah, you could just keep doing. You could just get them. So, uh, I I would have I would have thought maybe like okay, if I'm going slow, that's because I'm two little girls and an armless man, uh, yeah. which you have to just maybe expect is going to happen. Uh, this is an easy job, but mm-hmm. we're still very young and bad at all the fast stuff. But if we do it wrong, I understand. I mean, I don't understand getting in trouble to this degree, but I understand the idea of you would get in trouble for it. Uh, yeah, so like, I did feel I, like I, I eventually anyone... picked wrong. I, I do regret I that decision. Like, I don't feel like anyone needed to die from it. I don't think anyone needed to die. But if like he w- if he really was on such thin ice, I would believe slower is better than wrong. Uh, so I, I feel bad about the decision. I, re- I regret the decision. I guess that's true because, like, if Clementines aren't done, they can still get done. But if yeah. you if Sarah does them wrong, then that speaks more to Sarah Reggie. broke those plants. Like the the live branches yeah. being gone means that there will be less flowering. 
yeah, no more berries on those branches. Plus, that makes Reggie look bad. That makes it look like Reggie taught her wrong. Yeah. Um. So that th- kind of bums me out that uh, that Reggie dies either way because that felt uh, that that felt like a important decision, and for it to just collapse like that, I. It's one of the the failings season two has had, maybe compared to season mm-hmm. one. I I didn't like that bit, um, and I could tell Reggie I died either that. way because like you get uh, Kumail Nanjiani for one episode. You don't you don't get him. You don't have the money to pay for a whole Kumail Nanjiani season. Yeah, and he dies like before you're even halfway through the episode, so he gets a few lines even. Yeah, he he still he still brings it all. Yeah, he still he doesn't do a he voice. does a great it's job just his voice, but he still really brings it all. Um, yeah, he does a great job, but uh, I I do wish there was more of him. I kind of wish the scene was maybe a little bit later. Yeah, because e- even though that is what kind of spurs Bonnie to be like, okay, okay, well, I guess Carver sucks. She doesn't like get. She doesn't say, "All right, we leave tonight until after he beats the shit out of Kenny." <laughs> yeah 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 that's true um yeah we didn't talk about that that's kind of a big part where he just kind of beats up on kenny well there's another choice attached to it so oh can... yeah it yeah good idea and, and with bonnie as well so we can cover both of those choices uh the next choice mm. is you can either decide to tell bonnie about luke or not um which i would very much doubt matters because very shortly after you have the opportunity to tell bonnie about luke uh i didn't i also didn't because i just don't trust her yeah she kind of sucks and and she's trying to do better i get it but like you you watch walter die you figure out the whole deal right you don't need other examples yeah that should have been your (laughs) moment to be like okay maybe this sucks uh so I didn't tell Bonnie about Luke, but then, like, right after that, Luke is found out. So I yeah, guess that doesn't, doesn't matter. really matter. <laughs> um, did you? Yeah, yeah, so you didn't tell Bonnie about Luke. So the third I choice also... is whether you admit to stealing the walkie-talkie. What did you do? I admitted. Mitchell? I admitted it. I also admitted as well, yes. Yeah, because I wanted... Uh, Carver was... Uh, beating the hell out of Luke first, um, and then you have the option as Clementine to say, "No, look, it was me." And but if you try saying that, uh, Kenny pushes you out of the way and says, "No, no, no, it was me." Uh, and he brings the walkie to uh, to Carver, who says at first, "Like, hey, if you bring it to me before I count to three, you'll be good." And so he does do it before he counts to three, but then Carver says three after he receives it. it he's really tainted the sanctity of counting to three. <laughs> it beats, it beats Kenny up really bad. Yeah, well, Kenny also called him a fucker beforehand. It, it seemed like Carver was prepared to be like, all right, uh, now that's all. I, I just wanted the radio, but then Kenny's like, <laughs> no, I, that wasn't my... That's not what happened with you? Well, that wasn't my take. I mean, I, I got him saying... I He said that, yeah. But um, Carver says, 
before I count to three, if I get the radio, it's all mm-hmm. good. So he goes one, two, and then Kenny interjects because Clementine is about to interject. And he brings the radio and he says, you know, I, I didn't know what I was thinking. Um, yeah. And then Carver, after receiving the radio, says three mm-hmm. to indicate, oh, I'm going back on my word because you didn't bring it to me fast enough because I've decided to say three even after you brought it to me. Uh, which is I'd... why Kenny says motherfucker, because Kenny has realized, oh, Carver's actually not going to let me out of this, even though I did the I'd... thing he said. I didn't get that at all. <laughs> that that wasn't my take, like, at all, even slightly. My my take was just he said three after he handed it to him to be a smug asshole. To be like, three, there, well, good. Yeah, you did it before I said three, good. But I don't think well, he, he was didn't saying say that you did it before I said three. He said three as if I just got to three. I'm beating you up now. That uh, I don't think that's what the intent was. I think he was just. I, I've seen like angry mothers do that. Like they, the kid does what they're supposed to do, and then they say three afterwards. Why? I don't think that was. I don't know. It, it's just to be like... It's before okay. he gets to three. That's the point. You're supposed to cut him yeah. out. You're cutting him off from getting to three. By doing the mm. thing he wants. We should tweet Carver I don't know. and see what yeah. he thinks about it. Hey, Carver, what did you mean you by mean? this in this scene? <laughs> when you said three, um, were you <laughs> just finishing the numbers you were going to say? Or was that a, a sly opportunity to still beat up Kenny? <laughs> Um, in episode three of season two of Walking Dead, did you mean this or this? Yeah, because Kenny was about, he was trying to, like, capitulate and, and uh, make it easier and, and, and turn the tone down. He said, like, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I, I shouldn't have taken it. Here you go. I'm sorry. And, like, for him to just turn it around so fast, it's because of the new information Kenny got from Carver, which is, you are still in trouble, and I was lying that you'd be fine. Um, it it did not read that way to me. All right, I, well, yeah, I don't we'll have think to tweet him. What's the intent? We'll have to yeah. tweet him. <laughs> Get ready, Carver. <laughs> uh, it's going to be hard to type this with your face all uh, weird, but we demand answers. So then, the the fourth major choice is watching Carver die, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, which is only at uh, 48%, 48.6%, so pretty close to 50-50 on this version of the game. Again, if you haven't listened <laughs> to past episodes of this show, these percentages mean nothing and are wildly different between different ports of the game. You know what, Mitch? I'm going to come out and say it right now. I think that makes it a little more interesting to me. The fact that the percentages I think it, I, mean nothing and it aren't correct well, makes it more interesting? Well, I think it's interesting to be like, okay, what are these percentages on Xbox and what are these percentages on PS4? I think it's interesting but to we just got, be like... Mm, no, because <laughs> we, we got different percentages when we were both playing on Xbox. Oh, but yeah. Just different well, parts of the game. That's true, yeah. They mean nothing. I forgot about that. <laughs> they, I forgot about that part. Yeah. They, they just don't mean anything at all. That's true. I got to concede. I, I, it's interesting to be shown a random number. Uh, <laughs> that is some uh, somewhere less than 100 and a little more than zero. Uh, 
I mean, it's not like they're lying. It's still the percentage for lying. that version it's, of. <laughs> I don't think it's that's still the true. percentage I don't for necessarily that think version that's of true. the game. It, I mean, we got. Did we have the same percentages on this version of the game, though? Did you get forty eight point six percent for watching? Well, I guess the opposite of that. So fifty one point four. Yes, that is exactly what I got. Uh, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that just because it's being broadcast through every version of the, the game doesn't mean that it's taking from a complete database. Because I don't think it is anymore. Because if it was taking from a complete database, it would just be every version of the game would be able to log into it because it should be separated from the the thing. So I don't. I just don't trust the numbers anymore. Uh, regardless, <laughs> even if we're seeing the same numbers, I mean that's closer to having a consensus of Xbox yeah, players that... with this specific port of the game uh, that are maybe in America who have their game turned <laughs> to English. Like I, I don't know how restrictive it is anymore. Yeah, I would assume it just goes by which version. So, like, this is the percentages for the definitive definitive version on Xbox. Because I don't know if, like, if someone were to play this on uh, PS4 or something, if they would be different or the same. Maybe. I would assume different. I, there's no way to assume. At this point. There's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the fifth choice is chopping off Sarita's arm. Mm-hmm. Or not. So you didn't. Yes. But you wouldn't even tell me why a little bit. You won't even talk um, through the thought process. Do, do you really want me to tell you? No. I, I mean, won't, I don't I'll, want you to I tell won't, me. If you I, really only did it because of what of pre-knowledge that you have, I guess I don't want it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> but it is only because of pre-knowledge that you had? All right. All right. Yeah. Look. Look. <laughs> it, let me defend myself a little All bit. All right. <sighs> I know it's not good that I did it this way, but it is the one time I do it this way. The one time. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, mean, look back at season one. I didn't help smash Larry's head in. I know what happens with Lily. All right. All right. (laughs) Don't look at me with those eyes like you don't know who I am anymore. I just see a amorphous ball of flesh. I don't recognize a friend in there. (laughs) (laughs) oh no now i feel bad so let's head into our segments uh golden (laughs) moment i think for me it's killing carver okay uh for all the reasons i don't want to stick on it we talked about it um i i feel like this episode has a lot of potential golden moments it was kind of hard for me to uh nail it down yeah it might be alvin's death too that that's up there uh what about you uh, when Troy gets shot in the dick. That's your goal. Great. I love that. That's a good golden moment. <laughs> it's great. Troy is just the biggest asshole in the world for the whole episode. We already went into it. I feel yeah. like it's like the perfect end to his story. Uh, weekly guy. Troy. Uh, I, mine is, uh, mine is Carver. Your, uh, yours is more understandable. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't I think like you're him, right. but, uh, as... I think a very well done villain. Uh, totally. The self delusion on Carver is, I think, what makes it. Because, like, even as he's dying, he's talking about these uh, people trying to escape as ingrates who couldn't accept love and couldn't accept, like, the uh, being taken care of as if he mm-hmm. thinks for real that's what he's doing. 
Those who don't accept our love will soon wish that they had. And he's always on the intercom just giving some, like, pseudo-inspirational speech <laughs> that yeah. uh, just kind of feels like it's out of nowhere. Uh, Great performance, too. I don't have his uh, voice actor down in my notes, oh, yeah. but I always feel like you know Let's look such a memorable voice. Very memorable voice. Who plays Carver in The Walking Dead? Michael Madsen. No way is it Michael Madsen. That's what I have written down. Oh, my God. Do you know who that is? I mean, that's amazing. That's so cool. Who is it? Michael Madsen's in Reservoir Dogs and uh, Kill Bill, like almost every Tarantino movie. Uh, 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 um, Is he in Pulp Fiction? No, I don't think he's in Pulp Fiction. Uh, But he has the very memorable uh, scene. I can't believe that's Michael Madsen. That's way bigger to me than Kumail Nanjiani. Um, Wow. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Um, no. There's a scene in Reservoir Dogs where it, it, all the characters are uh, mobsters who's, who have recently completed a like a diamond heist. They were stealing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And they took one cop as a hostage. And there's this scene uh, set to the songs Stuck in the Middle with You where... Michael Madsen's just dancing around and just very casually oh, yeah. like cuts the I, cop's I know ear the off. Scene. That's him. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing actor just to see in the middle of The Walking Dead. I did not know that was him. Oh, yeah. Looking at his wiki entry, it says all of that, all of what you just said. Yeah. But also other games. He he has done some other uh, game roles. What? Dishonored, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Grand Theft Auto 3, Driver 3, and Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Wow. Cool. Uh, cool get, Telltale. Yeah, it, it's uh, looking at the trivia on his wiki. It says, uh, Madsen is the first voice actor in the video game to receive the special billing performed by before his name on the game's credits. Yeah, I mean, that's... Wow. Okay, I'm, we, we're not going to look that up. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I just... I didn't, we didn't look up the voice actor for anyone else. That's it's kind of cra- uh, crazy that we just found out. I should have seen that in the credits, but I also maybe wasn't paying enough attention. I also was not paying attention to the credits. <sighs> um, yeah, so my weekly guy is Carver, uh, and, and a lot of it is is to do with that very distinctive voice role. Good job, Michael Madsen. Mm-hmm. We were saying that before yeah. we even found out, so you know we're yeah. legit about it. I think you made the right choice. Troy is just mine because he's so funny. Troy's very funny. I think Reggie's very funny. Uh, yeah, Reggie's great. I feel like Reggie would be another good pick. Uh, I, I think the only reason I don't, I didn't give it to him was just because he's really not in the episode for that long. I think this is a good Kenny episode too. In in just, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Kenny and Clementine are just having uh, casually great episodes this season. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really want to give it to them, even though I think either of them could be it as well. Yeah, they've just, uh, they're just naturally really good characters uh choice cut what's your favorite choice whether or not to stay and watch carver get killed because of uh the discussions and arguments <laughs> had about yeah it. that sounds right um like i've i'm 100 sure about my choice but i also get it if someone picks the other choice mm-hmm. for some reasons some reasons i do not i definitely do not agree <laughs> Um, yeah no i mean uh i i i understand where you're coming from but like i also feel very strongly about my choice 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I also feel like I would respect someone just saying like, well, obviously the choice is to see something and the other choice is you just don't get to see it. Sure. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I'm going to want to see more. So I could see that argument as well. Yeah. At, at that point, I was just thinking like, yeah, I kind of do hate Carver. I do. I do want to see this guy kick it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's such an instinctive thing. Like that mm-hmm. by that point you're like, "Oh, of course." Uh, I have a weekly on guy. I know oh, that's sure. kind of uh nebulous at this point. Uh Nick <laughs> Nick was just sort of there, right? Yeah. Notice how we did not bring him up very much. <laughs> he was the only character that as soon as you're put in the like the the prison area, he just immediately goes to sleep. <laughs> he just immediately yeah. finds a bed and he's like, "I'm good." Yeah, interesting how he's one of the characters who could die in episode two. And then in this episode, he just decides he doesn't need to contribute to any of the big scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my choice... He doesn't do anything bad. He just... Yeah, just not... He's barely a presence. Yeah, he uh, he was such an important presence earlier. But I guess mm-hmm. this is this is the the Walking Dead formula kind of rearing some of its weak points. Because there's multiple choices for earlier in the season for Nick not to be alive anymore. So yeah. I guess from an economic standpoint, they rationalized it to be not worth their time to make stuff for Nick happen in this episode. Because yeah, a lot of players might not I, have him anymore. And I get that. But like, if you look back at season one, think about how if you save Carly, she still feels like a big presence for uh, the remainder of her time in the group. Yeah. But Nick is just like, I'm going to go to the bleachers. Yeah, I guess Carly could die. But then you get Doug and he like does some of the same things or at least has similar moments where he uh, like is is whenever Carly would have been around now Doug is around instead and they do a different mm-hmm. similar thing uh with yeah, this, and they it's both like end Nick up versus nothing so you don't fill this yeah. time with anything else if you don't have him yeah and like even though both Doug and Carly die you never think like oh well they're not doing anything because they you have the option for them to not be there they're still like always talking always part of like big cutscenes. With Nick, he's, uh, I think it's so funny because, uh, later on when they're concocting their plan to escape, Nick does contribute to that, but it's just lines like, uh, Kenny will say like, all right, so we're doing this. And then Nick will be like, yeah, let's do that. Back into the background. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, thanks for the contribution, Nick. I'm just remembering now that Michael Madsen had a, pretty cool cameo in once upon a time in hollywood uh from a, oh, from really? a couple years ago yeah he's a great actor i love that guy uh unless he did something bad i don't know about that then i don't but i think i do <laughs> i <laughs> wait a future proof this episode yeah by default i think so uh yeah. my choice cut is actually helping sarah with the berries um interesting at least that's what i had written down i wasn't so sure that uh at the t- i mean i had a i had a hunch that it might have been mm-hmm. It might not have mattered, and Reggie would die either way. But at the time, I did feel like I fucked up, um, and so, it really mattered. And it put me in a position where uh, the friendship with Sarah was important for one of the first times. Like we're we're really rearing back to like, okay, 
are we friends with Sarah in a in a really empathetic way, or are we going to try to be more practical about it? Because I've been on the side of being more practical about it, but it hasn't really been that hard of a decision so far. And this was a very mm-hmm. tough decision for me, uh, even if the, the immediate repercussions didn't seem to have that much impact. So are are you going to stick with that? Or now knowing that Reggie dies either way, do you, do you think you want to change it or are you sticking with it? I mean, that's my choice, Cut. I, I wrote it down. Um, okay. You know, the, the, the after knowledge of Reggie dying either way is disappointing, but that doesn't really change the playthrough I had. All right. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, because I, I only found that out once you told me, and I might not have. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked out. It, it, in the in the sphere of what the game can cover, uh, I think that they told a very reasonable, believable story with that moment, and I, I liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah, Agreed. Um, although, yeah, watching Carver die is clearly a very important choice as well, and I can mm-hmm. I can see just because um, w- with a lot of these choices, it's like telling Bonnie about Luke. I don't know. Maybe I could have. I happened to not, but like I I could see me doing it too. But with, with yeah, I mean, the, what's the difference either way? With the Carver choice, I feel strongly about it. And I think you feel strongly about it, even though we're on different sides yeah. and we agree with like mm-hmm. these choices very often, <laughs> uh, maybe too often for a podcast about it that is supposed to cover <laughs> divergent branches of it. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm glad that we had uh, different outcomes. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at. And I think that's the episode. I thought it was a strong episode. Yeah. Like, it. I feel like the season started a little weak. Uh, even then, I don't know if week's the right word, I guess just a little, uh, fast because I did like episode one, but I feel like it's been just getting better and better. Yeah. Uh, you objectified a character in this one. Uh, <laughs> hey man. What? Finish that sentence. Hey man, comma. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, st- I stand by All right. <laughs> We'll see you uh, next week when we talk about something that I should have apparently known about Sarita's arm. Yeah, (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Okay, talk to you later. Bye!